and welcome, weary audio travelers. My name is Chris. Hi, Andy. <laughs> and I'm Steve. Hey, <laughs> caught me a young. Andy is literally weary. And this is Streaming Things, Binge and Nerd. We are just fresh back from the cinema, having seen Black Panther, Ooh. the newest Marvel Studios installment. And what we do on this show typically is talk about uh, film and television shows that we love for the most part. And then also Justice League that one time. Poor Justice League And you know With no real rhyme or reason We just pick random shit Mostly culturally relevant For the moment But sometimes just An ancient property I saw on uh, Twitter Some guy was like So Justice League Is available on VOD now Happy Valentine's Day I guess (laughs) Yeah I mean what the hell Is that for Uh, So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our overall thoughts about Black Panther. Skip all of our other normal segments for new listeners. Uh, There's usually some more stuff, but we're just going to run right into our deep balls, deep coverage of Black Mm. Panther. Uh, And then look forward to some things that we got coming up soon now that Black Mirror is finally fucking over. (laughs) Uh, But if you are new, please go ahead and click that subscribe button. Uh, We need all the help we can get. We have listeners all over the world, but we're still just the little guys and we believe in ourselves and Mm -hmm. we think that you should believe in us too. A little podcast that could. Yeah. Just chugging along. Yeah. (laughs) It's funky. So, uh... Take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes and uh, share us and uh, wherever you're at, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, if you're weird, uh, <laughs> if you're stuck in the early aughts. And yeah, share it around, word of mouth, you know, whatever. Do some things with your mouth. I never trust likes that we get on SoundCloud. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Anyone who listens to us on SoundCloud, nothing against you, but anytime I get a like, I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then I'll sometimes look them up. I'm like, oh, you're just looking for someone else to follow you, you little <laughs> yeah, for sure, asshole band person. <laughs> we got a like from user five zero eight three seven five two. Fuck yeah, let's ignore that. I love that. That's my favorite bot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that some, some guy out there is just like it's my favorite number <laughs> yeah Steve May 13 back off <laughs> well there was that one day where we got five likes from five different strings of numbers yeah hey man we were killing it in the <laughs> binary world that yeah. day alright anywho uh, overall thoughts on Black Panther starting with Andy starting with Andy the sparkiest um, one of us right now <laughs> it, it was we gotta get your thoughts in before you fall asleep <laughs> it was really good um it, it was a lot of fun it was a smaller scale movie and i i like that about it uh i like that most about it because this was not like oh my god the world's ending and there's aliens and whatever else and pretty much every marvel movie we've ever seen is a global scale the world is ending and these are the heroes that need to do something about it this one was a power struggle it was basically the wakandan civil war that we just watched which is the little sequel to captain america's civil war right um, <laughs> but it was uh it was good i, I really liked the smaller scale uh casting was on point in this movie um the uh action was a little iffy for the first two-thirds it was a lot of extreme shaky cam and really quick cuts and when you're when you do that it's bad enough as it is and when you do that during a really dark scene it makes it 10 times worse mm-hmm. and so i struggled a lot with the action sequences for the first like two-thirds of the movie could um, that also be because we were sitting what third row in an imax maybe but i don't think that it was i think it was mostly the editing and way it was shot mm-hmm. but yeah i'll have to watch it again if we were watching it in 3d in that experience i, I probably would have walked out like that would have been just oh atrocious. i can't imagine watching that in 3d um Oof. but the action was cool uh soundtrack was really really cool um 
Yeah, it was a good movie. Steve, what about you? Uh, I I love this movie. Uh, I got really into it. I can safely say that I've never seen a movie quite like it um, in terms of their visual and artistic style. Mm And just in terms of themes and casting, like, I mean, you rarely ever get a black superhero. Right. Let alone several (laughs) with such a large cast as this. And it was just really interesting to see just how much they're like, because a lot of superhero movies are like, you got the superhero and then like maybe one or two people to help them. And then the villain. There's this movie is really a giant ensemble of people that are equally important. And it was just really cool to see that in a superhero world. And Andy, like you said, it does have small stakes involved. Um, but it, there is, a, a, I think this movie, as opposed to most Marvel movies, deals with global ish and political issues in a way that they don't really do in a lot of superhero movies. I mean, obviously, there's the. It's uh, Wakanda, and they're trying to understand. A, a big part of the story involves Wakanda's place in the global political scheme, and mm-hmm. I think it's 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 such an interesting mix of how it's like, it's small scale, but it has real world big global repercussions. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. It's a wonderful movie, Chris. My, I I have a, a, a kind of a combination of your two experiences. Um, I mean, Andy also liked the movie a lot, mm-hmm. but I think I love the movie. Um, for all the reasons that you said, specifically the art direction and like you said, the visual style, I just thought uh, down to the the font and the lettering, mm-hmm. um, just the the look of it was just sexy and, and new, which is very different in general and hard to do these days, but also very hard to do in the Marvel franchise. Um, so I thought they shook it up quite a bit and gave it a nice flavor that was uh, very refreshing, you know, yeah. like a nice can of Sprite, just ah. It's just so refreshing to see the and the way they seamlessly blend like a cultural, you know, uh, African garb and, mm. uh, you know, they got the, 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 the guys with like the crazy lip rings and stuff like that. Right. And oh they meld God, it with crazy. They meld it perfectly with the futuristic sci fi aspect yeah. of the Wakandan culture. And it's just so cool to see those two complete what you would what typically in media is typically completely two different worlds just blended together seamlessly. And right. that was, I think probably my favorite takeaway of it like yeah african was... metropolis the first time that you see <laughs> yeah. the, that you see wakanda and and uh black panther as he's flying he's like this never gets old it's a beautiful shot it, it's really unique looking i want to i want to see the character of the intrepid reporter from the the daily the daily <laughs> wakandan trumpet <laughs> um that we'll plant a flag there that is simultaneously one of my most favorite things but also my biggest hang-ups um but yeah, I just I, the, the casting is phenomenal. I don't know how, how many other superhero films have so many Oscar nominated actors mm-hmm. and um, just absolutely incredible. Some of the best acting of any Marvel film I've ever seen. I think I can confidently say that I think Michael B. Jordan is the only person who I know can act who I took issue with mm-hmm. his performance. Mm-hmm. Everyone else absolutely killed it. Um, uh, Lupita Nyong'o was phenomenal. Um, uh, Forrest Whitaker, you can't fuck with Forrest Whitaker right. ever. Um, <laughs> even in Rogue Boseman. One, when he's doing weird shit, you're like, I mean, I dig <laughs> it, I dig it, you know. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, I just I couldn't pick who my favorite is. I think, um, I don't, uh, I don't know, Letitia Wright, Letitia Wright yeah. was she was she fucking was, awesome, yeah. I love what they did with her and Chadwick Boseman's but also, relationships, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, 
what he was doing for the first two thirds of it was really subtle and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that the guy who played um, Wakabe? Yeah, he's from Get Out and uh, certain Black Mirror episodes, and um, he Sicario. played like his uh, yeah, and then he played like his you know angry buddy in this film. Yeah, um, but yeah, just I love the performances. Uh, but yeah, also the other thing I took issue with, like Andy said, is the camera work. I think was rough for some mm-hmm. of the action scenes. It really was disorienting, and yes, uh, they took some like uh, cheap ways out. I thought of some incredible action sequences instead of doing some solid practical choreography. It was just way too much flair at times. And when you have um, your main character is in a full body suit and face covered, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of excuses for why you can't have a extremely skilled right. stunt actor in there doing those moves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the iron fist problem when sure. they, when then they fix that in the defenders when they're like, Oh, let's put his hood up, right. you know? And now we can have him flipping around doing all kinds of crazy stuff. When you just have the kid, Loris Tyrell from game of Thrones trying to do those action sequences, it doesn't work out. So, but when a film has that, that trump card of, all right, you have no idea who's actually under this mask, mm-hmm. they should, you know, spend the extra time, I think, do the choreography and shoot it that way. And, and they just, did that with like his, uh, I don't know the actress's name because I'm an asshole, but like the general mm-hmm. with her spear, like all her fight scenes were incredible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, there were moments of this film that were where I wanted it to be. It's just like some of the big set pieces. I was like, Hey, chill it back. Fucking Michael Bay. You know? <laughs> right. Well, in the climax scene, and that's what I was saying, like the first two thirds is the most guilty sequence sequences of the film, uh, where they are just cutting like crazy and the camera's shaking like crazy and just flipping around. But in the, when they're in the wide open, um, uh, planes right in front of like the Wakandan castle or whatever, um, they, they, t- t- uh, t- tame it down a little bit with the, with the camera actions and they, we get to see a lot more of what's actually happening. Yeah. They pull back a little bit so you can see, you mm-hmm. can take it all in a little bit better. There's actually a shot. I will, we'll get into that a little bit. I think when we do spoilers, there's a shot in that final scene that I like really appreciated. It was a really quick one, but for a superhero movie, I'm like, wow, that sold that moment that no yeah. superhero movie has sold before, but we'll get to that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I have for overall thoughts. I uh, just re- remember that flag that I planted. Just don't let me forget that. I do that a lot. I'm like, plant a flag. And then we just flag. delete flags. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move, dive right into some, uh, some more haphazard thoughts that we have on the film, having just seen it, which is the streaming thing style. So if you have not seen Black Panther, fuck right off now. You are entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. Unless you don't care about spoilers and you're still hanging around because you're that kind of person, then that's fine. You know, it's a free world for the most part. Welcome to the spoiler-free zone. We have taken the liberty of setting out holographic things over your ear holes, so if you haven't seen the movie, you won't be spoiled. We will keep the secrets away from the world because the world cannot be trusted. And maintain the facade that streaming things is a third world country. (laughs) Yes, because we are. And it was really insensitive of me to say it's a free world for our North Korean listeners. I apologize. Oh. (laughs) Hey, man, they got to go to the Olympics. (laughs) That's true, they did. All right. Uh, So, yeah. Okay, that's... I'll just... My biggest pet peeve, and it's totally stupid because we are in a superhero film... And perhaps I'm an asshole because I don't take as many uh, issues with like Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a lot of absurdities there, but it's like out in space. So you can just do stuff. It's like, oh, I mean, that's how space works. I don't know. Yeah. What am I fucking Neil space. deGrasse Tyson? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not, sir. I am Chris Rudd. Uh, I mean, you share a resemblance. But the logic of <laughs> some of this film just kind of left me like yeah. 
the odds that the rest of the world would just think that it's a third world country and the CIA would never have flown over and be like, there's a lot of really badass buildings down there <laughs> next to the spear. I just feel like we should take probably land and talk to them. It makes you think that they invented the hologram projector system like in 1912. Right. <laughs> right. And, which is possible, but like... When you do those aerial shots of Wakanda, some of it is just like very advanced, which like you said, uh, art direction wise is phenomenal looking because you have these straw huts and the advanced steel girder buildings and, you know, uh, like train systems uh, and next to buggies. And it's great, but it's very obvious that they have some shit worth yeah. looking at. <laughs> and it just strikes me as not very likely that no one would have noticed by now, especially their neighboring countries whom they also don't share things with in Africa. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't think like fucking Never mind. Somebody uh, just this, stumbles in yeah. and is like, what? <laughs> they made a big point several times earlier, early in the movie of like newscasters saying like Wakanda, third world country surrounded by mountains and a rainforest you can't, you know, oh, okay. explore, okay. but it's like, it's and they also like, have strict border security, obviously. Yeah. I, and it also, I also, I kind of, I really want to get a movie or a short story about what is, what clearly has to be the Wakandan third world country pretenders core. <laughs> it's just a group of people who just pretend to be like, just yeah. rub poop on their face. Yeah. And like, there's like, get, get the stick with the kid with the ball on the stick. Yeah. And you're just oh, like, get him go. go. <laughs> I am so amused with this because I don't have super advanced VR video games <laughs> powered by vibranium. Um, does anyone else find the word vibranium erotic? <laughs> You know, I didn't, but now that you say it, right? that's all I'm going to be thinking about. See? I'm now on. Especially when Lupita says it. Just what? throwing that out there. Or Michael B. Jordan. That guy is jacked. Yeah, the he pecs is. on that man, even with the scar dots. His pecs made a bunch of like pec abs. Like He's got so many pecs. <laughs> <laughs> They've created little tiny pecs all over His him. His pecs he's have pecs. Breaking out in pecs. He's so ripped. <laughs> Yeah, he's a massive man. That is this awesome. Yeah, when he finally took his jacket off in the in like towards the latter half of the movie, I'm just like, oh my, I'm feeling things. So okay, <laughs> let's do this. Okay, I will kind of guide this discussion with random, stupid, childish questions. Andy, pick your favorite character. Hip shot reaction. Go three seconds. Um, Even if you don't know the name, I don't care. T'Challa's little sister. Jala's little sister. Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, Leticia, Leticia Wright. Yeah. What, what's the character's name? Shuri. 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 Yeah. Okay. What about you, Steve? Uh, same. She is awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, also mine, I think, but I really loved what they did with the king uh, or head of the tribe of the Jibanis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did not expect that. And just like this massive warrior who had respect for T'Challa. Mm -hmm. Um and that little twist there at the end. I, I knew he was going to bring his army to rescue them, but sure. the twist that they did with his character, just being this kind of like laid back, clever guy who liked to fuck with people. You know, when he looks at Martin Freeman and he's <laughs> like, speak again and my children will eat you. And he's like, oh fuck. And then he's like, I'm just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> this fucking white guy is so scared right now. Like that was awesome. <laughs> uh, white people. Um, I also really liked uh, Andy Serkis's character, Claw or Doctor Claw. That's true. It was mm -hmm. um, he was really he, good. He was he, he's just such a good character actor. You yeah. know I don't mean? get to see him very often in his actual skin. Yeah, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I did. Well, Chris leaned over to me it during was probably the movie. Avengers too. 
He's yeah. like, that Jack dude kind of looks like Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that is Andy Serkis. He's like, fuck, what? <laughs> He's huge and scary looking. He lost an arm. When it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Andy Serkis is amazing. I was really happy that they're bringing his character back from Avengers 2 because uh, really side note about my nerddom for Marvel is I've never, I don't, I've never really read the comics, but I've always kind of been like on the outside looking in like, oh, that looks cool. Uh, you always like, there? you had a Spider-Man backpack in elementary school, but yeah. you were a poser. You read a I lot have, of plot yes. synopses. I do, you? I do. <laughs> but actually, I, I, it's kind of weird, but I, I watched, um, event or, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. Sweet. I watched that a lot. Yeah. I was way too old to be watching that. And I was like, oh, I'm 26. This is normal. <laughs> and, uh, and one of the, one of my favorite characters in Marvel universe at all, of all time is Ant-Man. I've always had this weird affinity for Ant-Man. And one of the earliest, uh, episodes of earth Mightiest heroes is Ant-Man taking on Dr. Claw, which was voiced by Mark Hamill in that show. Nice. And Dr. Claw is in the cartoon. He's this ridiculous looking dude who has like a literal claw for a hand. And he's like, I need the vibranium. And, <laughs> and he eventually has his dukes out with uh, black Panther in that show. But so I was happy when Andy Serkis was playing Dr. Claw and he gets his claw at Avengers and they bring him back for this movie. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I want to see more Dr. Claw going after vibranium. And, He's so cool in this movie. Yeah. He's so cool. He's got that sweet arm that like splits in half and reveals yeah. the gun. And that opening scene, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but the opening scene with Michael B. Jordan in the, the museum, museum. Yeah. And he's talking about the different masks and he gets to the, was it a axe? It, yeah, it was like a hatchet thing. Hatchet thing. axe thing. He's like, this is Wakandan. You don't know anything you're talking about. And then he poisons the museum lady and uh, Andy Serkis comes in. That whole heist scene was like, fuck yeah, these guys are cool. <laughs> like, they're bad. They're cool bad guys. Right. Absolutely. And I think uh, that was a powerful moment for me. And I'm sure a lot of it was lost on me because I'm fucking white. I can't just, I can't shake it. But <laughs> we're, you know, there's this... Um, cultural appropriation that they're attacking there you have this mm -hmm. white uh, historian that's telling this young gentleman everything about this culture and these artifacts and he's like no that's not what that is and she's like excuse me um <laughs> so, and he's like i'm gonna take that from you and she's like it's not for sale and she's like well I, we didn't sell it to you so i'm gonna take it back you know and that's very true and I love that the uh, Martin Freeman's character is called, uh, or I guess they refer to all white people as colonizers, which is, that, <laughs> that's fair. Get away from me, colonizer. That's fair. <laughs> and it's not like this I don't know, idiotic uh, term that doesn't even exist, like reverse racism or something. Like, it's all just true shit, yeah. like, you know, that I'm glad to see on screen. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, it's a wonderful installment, so. I think uh, what you're saying about not just that scene, but I think Michael B. Jordan's character entirely is one of the most interesting aspects of the film is that there's nothing in the film that he does that isn't like relatable and actually kind of altruistic. Like he is basically a poor kid that grew up in Oakland that had a shit childhood, an absentee father. Like he's had like almost this almost stereotypical black American upbringing. And what he wants to do is take this um, African um, technology that's been hidden from the world and he basically wants the world to be a better place for black people and I don't think that that's anything that they that you could not get behind now when he kind of turns into take over the world obviously that's taking it one step too far but his intentions start out I think at least kind of good and that, that's well, one I of the brilliant say, I think the that there is a, uh, a good side to what he's trying to argue that mm -hmm. uh, T'Challa 
enacts by the end of the film. So that's his character arc, you know, for mm-hmm. the whole Wakandan nation is to involve themselves in the goings on of the world and share their technology for the betterment of all peoples, but specifically also disenfranchised or you know, oppressed um, black folk. Um, but I don't think Michael B. Jordan's character at any point had any kind of peaceful liberation in mind other than to. So, okay. I think there's I a think really the honorable idea is to promote equality hmm. and, um, very understandable, but still negative reaction is to promote a subversion of the power. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is what Michael B. Jordan's character wanted. A really good, uh, you know, scene for Michael B. Jordan's character is the scene where he takes the the Black Panther juice mm-hmm. and it it allows them to kind of like go into this alternate plane where they can see their ancestors. And he has that really good, beautiful scene with his father where they're in the apartment. But if you look out the windows, it's the the Wakandan yeah. spirit oh, realm, that. That's cool. which was such a nice touch. But it, it there's that moment where his dad is almost like, hey, I left you a key so you can find the secrets of where you're from, where I'm from, my home world. It's got a beautiful sunset. And then it like cuts back to Michael B. Jordan as a child. Yeah. And he says like, what? No tears for me. Like I've been dead and you don't seem like super sad that I'm here. And the boy goes, everyone dies. Like, and you can see the heartache on his dad, the father's character, like mm-hmm. where he can kind of see where he's gone wrong with raising his, his boy in terms of like, like he's, he's, and it obviously it's not his fault because he was taken from him at a very young well, age. It was his fault because he chose the militant he radical did. route as well. And he that's did, why you, he was killed. But I got the intention that like even if he was doing the militant route, he probably would have... Tried to keep his son from that, you mean? Keep his son from that, but also maybe he probably... He seemed like the type of character that would have like seen an error to his ways at some point. I don't know who wrote this film, but I would I would hope and assume that they are people of color. Um and I wonder, I mean, there's obviously some sort of message here that, that, that there is work to be done, but that we cannot. And I, again, I'm fucking white. I'm not saying we, but I would imagine, you know what I mean? This is a message to black youth of, mm. you know, not being radicalized uh, by what's going on in our society. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hero of the film uh, builds schools and outreach programs at the end. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, I, I guess, what the message would be. And, and that's awesome, you know, but, but they're very much saying that there is a problem and that we've let, um, you know, the other 2 billion members of our people suffer all through, all over the world while we hide here. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of it too, is at the end of, end of the movie, they decide that Wakandan's isolationist view of the world where they kind of like, like cut themselves off from the world to keep their, uh, way of life intact they decide like, no, we need to embrace the world because everyone's stronger if we're together. Right. And that's part of like when he starts opening the, the outreach program and stuff like that. And I think that's a really powerful message for everybody, even in today, like even his, uh, like the after credit scene where he's talking to the, the United, uh, Nations. United Nations and he, he practically, he almost could have looked directly at the camera and said, we shouldn't build walls. Yeah. <laughs> for guys. <sure>. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty on point. Fools um, build barriers. Wise men build bridges. Yes. As far as like the Marvel cinematic universe is concerned though, like what this movie implies is like the world just changed. Like fucking going to be unrecognizable now everybody's going to have like flying cars and crazy shit it's basically like hey we have the tony stark technology type of stuff but we can make it for everybody kind of thing 
But that comes with the caveat of, hey, guys, uh, Avengers is happening in a couple of months. And this is basically <laughs> ending the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you're never actually really going to get to see that, um, which is kind of sad. You know, like we're not going to get to see this. Does Infinity War mark the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? It's not the end. Well, they're basically calling it. And the idea that basically is not very subtly being thrown around is that the majority of the characters that you know and care about are done after this. Oh. And that it's like the the next phase or whatever is moving on with we still, we still, uh, completely unrecognizable. I don't read Marvel podcast. comics, but maybe they could um, would not the vibranium technology give them a sort of fighting chance against these galactic invaders? As the, do you sure. think that's possible? That, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And judging by the trailers from Infinity War, um, a significant portion of that movie takes place in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um so we'll we'll have to find out. We'll have to wait and see. Tune in for the <laughs> Infinity War. But I, like I, I this is gonna be shit, guys. We need the stuff back. We need it back. <laughs> come on, bring it back. Uh, this was neat because this movie, I think, more so than a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out in the last few years, is very singular in that there's references definitely to the other films. Obviously, Martin Freeman's character, uh, Black Panther, was in Amer- uh, Captain America: Civil War, but it's very much like a movie you could take in and of itself like by itself um it, it definitely has its own feel that's separate than any mm-hmm. of the other movies and it i, I like that about that because you can just Absolutely. pop this movie like anybody who's never seen a, another marvel film could pop this on and mm-hmm. not be lost but someone might turn on uh, i don't know like uh civil like a, war like a civil war and be completely lost yeah. or even a even a like an Ant-Man, some people might be a little lost on some of the things. And they didn't make any cheap efforts to be like, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know, Shuri's watching TV at some point talking about the event or, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like Tony Stark is on television. It, like they made zero corny attempts to connect this. It was oh, just hey, obvious. Thor, how's right. Asgard? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you know, the only I, one they really that. did was the after credit scene right, with with Bucky. Uh, with Bucky. But that and makes sense because they left us there. Count, that you know? was so not worth the wait. Yeah, it really it wasn't. Was like, it was well, a pretty bad stinger. Hey, what's up, Bucky? He's like, hey, how'd you sleep? <laughs> pretty good. Hey, are you cured from that ail- ailment? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Thanks. Why those kids keep bugging me? Whose kids are those? What are they calling me? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, White Wolf. Oh, poor Bucky. The, this movie's just all about people missing arms, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how come all the white guys are missing arms? <laughs> Martin Freeman got two. <laughs> oh, poor Any Martin easy. Freeman. I like I liked Martin Freeman. He's always. I love Martin Freeman. He's always a he's always a joy. He's such a sweetheart. He plays the best, like highly capable dork. Who's, who's slightly annoyed in every <laughs> like uh, best done, I think, is, uh, you know, uh, Watson, Watson and, and Sherlock, the original, mm-hmm. the first three Sherlock seasons that, that were good, at least where he's like really badass hand to hand combat and really smart, but still kind of like, ooh, is it a puddle? You know, <laughs> and like, this is how he is, you know, and I love how he plays those characters. He's the same way in like Fargo, too. Yeah. Um, oh, gee. Oh, heck. You know, but he's like killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I think he does that specific niche really well. Um, and he's kind of playing that guy here. Or Arthur Dent in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. I never watched that a whole lot. You were super into to the Hitchhiker's Guide books, the books and, amazing. and movie. But um, I actually, I want to talk a little bit about um, Chadwick Boseman as 
Black Panther mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Dude, he's like 41. Yeah. Do you believe that? That That is. He's in great shape. He, he, looks, yeah. he looks like he's like 28. 28 yeah. 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 That guy's looking. He can get it. He can also get I, it. Officially. Almost anyone in this film can get it. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Would, Even Forrest Whitaker can get nah, it. I would oh. only cuddle with Forrest. He's perpetually yeah. winking at you, yeah. Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> um, but if he whispered vibranium enough, he might get me in the sack. Vibranium. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, Ch- uh, Chadwick Boseman, I, I, I was really interested to see how he would do in his own film because he's very, he's got this really intense but quiet charisma about him because mm-hmm. um, in Civil War he he fascinated me in that movie because he was the superhero but he was so quiet and mm-hmm. he was almost like his personality was always simmering it's like dignified yeah he's and, royal yeah he is royal and to see him not only like you know kind of uh, um, you know expand on the character that he played in uh, Civil War it was great to see the character moments between he and all these other characters that mean so much to him like his mother his uh, his sister, definitely. And um, his love interest. What was her name? Was it Nakia? Uh, uh, yeah. Nakia. Nakia. Um, I especially loved his relationship with uh, his sister just because there was that um, there was that one scene where it's the stereotypical, like, let me show you the tech that you're going to have on your Bond next. She was Q. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, awesome. She's like, I've made these communicators. They have all these distances. And, and what are they? And, and then she's like. And, and and then there's this tech over here and he's like, ooh, what are those? He's like, the real question is, what are those? And looks at like, <laughs> like just, it zooms right in on his sandals. Yeah. <laughs> and like just the, the little constant like picking on each other that like a loving brother-sister relationship has, like mm-hmm. did so much to endear you very quickly to yeah, those characters. Yeah, I loved that family. Yeah. And I actually legitimately thought that she might die at one point. Yeah. And I was very upset. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> I was very I, upset. I was like, don't, don't you, don't you do it. Don't, don't you, you do it. Michael B. It. Jordan, you stop it right now. Michael B. Stop it. Get those pecs away from her. <laughs> Michael B. Stop it. <laughs> but what did you think about, about, um, you know, him in general? Do you think like, you know, he, I think he's subtle. Like I don't picture him as like the top performer of the film, but it, you know, if I reflect on it, he's, he's just a phenomenal performer. I did. I love the character. Um, I think yeah. that it, his uh, character personality is kind of dull, a, a, a little dull. Like yeah. he, he's not a very energetic person. He's not particularly like charismatic or funny or any of those things. And I think that might kind of necessitate the ensemble cast that you were talking about before, where it's like it's not just the one superhero in this. It, it, he's surrounded by these interesting people. I think people Letitia and, Wright's a wonderful foil for that. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But at the end, you know, he really does have the power to emote uh, when he he kisses uh, Nakia at the end. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I almost died. You can't blame me because she looks stunned, you know. And like I teared up like just this, you know, uh, carpe diem moment. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. You know, I Mm -hmm. fucking run around do crazy shit all the time. I'm going to try to get it, you know. Right. right. (laughs) And I don't know. It just so I mean, he'd be that was him, you know. Well, it's kind of like the Thor issue, like Thor until Ragnarok, which I still haven't seen, uh, by the way, but he was kind of boring. He's wooden. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's royal, too, and he's wooden, and he's not, his jokes are dull, and like well, the interesting <laughs> thing about Thor is what's going on around Thor and not Thor himself. Mm-hmm. And Thor reacting to our world is always right. the best part of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I agree with that. Um I don't know. Any any more things that you have to bring up, Steve? You look you got some little bullets there. 
Oh, these are just really uh, the character names, so I wouldn't forget them. Oh, no, 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 not not these, Chris. Now, don't these. pay no oh, attention to my scribbles. Oh, you're not ready for those. All right, well, some closing <laughs> thoughts on Black Panther, if anybody has any. I think I've said everything I need to say that I can recall. Um, yeah, mostly a phenomenal entry. Oh, oh, did we get to your flag? We, we did. Flag. That was the logic of the the world about. Oh, okay. There, the, there was one camera. I had a slightly unwilling suspension of my disbelief at times, but I, not I, a big deal. I was there with you. On that, Thanks, buddy. You, but yeah, literally, you were next to me. I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I think we nudged each other. Like, do you believe that? Yeah. I don't know. Look at that horse shit. <laughs> you guys riding a rhino. What's that about? <laughs> I did like their. Um, I did want one thing I noticed was the design of their spaceships uh, at the end when they're trying to actually fly the weapons mm. to uh, wherever to drop shit off. You know, just bringing weapons to our it's buddies, so war dogs, our war dogs. But they were actually hanging on the sides of the the mouth yeah, of that hole they were like, like bugs, bugs, and then would like fall down flies. into the hole and then shoot out. And I was yeah. like, that's pretty dope. That was super cool. The, I te- mean, the technology is really. I don't know why they bugs, really cool. but I like it. You know, <laughs> I thought they'd all be cats, like Thundercats, like go meow, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting in trees. Like, meow, meow. There was a. I mentioned this earlier. Um, there was one camera. Uh, I think it was a CG. It was probably a CGI camera take, but it was really cool. It was and it was really quick. It was it was in the final climactic battle, and I think it was when the rhinoceros hit him, or something really powerful struck. Uh, T'Challa and he's flying in the air and there's this scene where he's like flying backwards and he's really high and the camera's almost fixated directly in front of him so you can see the world rushing past him Mm. and he's like and then he just slams and you just watch this rock and like coming towards him it just slams and that was a really neat shot that I was like wow that that made me feel like the the superhero was helpless in that moment flying mm. in the air and you could see like oh this is gonna hurt it's gonna hurt it's gonna oh you hit that rock <laughs> shit is that the shot that you were referring to earlier yeah because so many superhero movies just have like superheroes you know flung across whatever and they slam into yeah. things and you really have no context for they like just oh, grit their teeth oh that looked cool uh, but Iron Man's <laughs> gonna shake that off somehow Tony Stark's right. not a just a mess of organs in that machine <laughs> but uh, that shot in particular really I felt that that gut instinct of like oh no he's gonna fall he's gonna fall oh he did it oh that looked like it hurt and I just wanted to point that out because I've never really that's something that doesn't happen too often what did you guys think films. of the rhinos now that you're, you made me think of that that I didn't see that coming we got Chekhov's rhino yeah they introduced got, the rhino early yeah. on and the rhino had to come back and we got uh, Chekhov's sonar train pulse yeah. Which, right, I kind of called that one like five minutes before. Like, I was like, oh, shit, that turns off the vibranium. You know what I mean? But at the, when she said that, I was like, oh, cool little train info. Okay. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> like, I learned more about vibranium today. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is a school day. Yeah. So I thought that, you know, the writing in that sense was just uh, impressively tight. Yeah. I like the that rhino part because <laughs> just a rhino guy. I don't well, know. They, well, they introduced the rhinos early on mm. with uh, Wakabe, and he has a relationship with um, the Wako- general Wakoya. Mm. I don't know if I'm, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Odds are low. They 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 establish that they're in a relationship together. Like, oh my love, right? And he is the one who takes care of the rhinos, mm. and then later on when they're when he's part of the rebellion and he's on top of the rhinoceros she stands in front of the rhino and it stops right in front of her and starts licking her hand like oh hey friend yeah <laughs> i thought that was a really good way to 
you know, it, uh, not only a callback Chekhov's Rhino, but also to like establish like, oh, she's cl- that Rhino knows her because she's always over there with him because right. they're, they're well, at least they were lovers. They're yeah. probably their the relationship might be a little, a little rocky, rocky now. now. I love that. And he's like, would you really kill me? Yeah. And she's oh, like, Wakanda. totes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I will fuck you up. Like right now. He's like, oh, I see that in your eyes. I don't well, know. I guess I'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think he looked around at his people fighting one another. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck are we doing? But that's, I don't think I bought that, you know, Michael B. Jordan's character would be able to, I understand that they laid the groundwork for some resentment, especially with, what was he say? His name was Wakabe. Wakabe, yeah. With Wakabe and his uh, lack of results that he got from the other king. And he's got an, uh, and he says at the very beginning, as soon as uh, Takala takes over, uh, we should go out and fuck some people up with this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was always in his desires, but just the sheer amount of civil war that he was able to promote in a matter of two days yeah. um, just really wasn't quite believable at all for me. Like, I understand that they have very strict, uh, you know, traditions and following the king's orders and the tribe leaders. And because Wakabe said fight, the guys are just like, all right, I guess we fight now. But like these people have been family and like obviously mm-hmm. they're intermarrying between tribes and stuff for centuries. And yeah. so it just seemed really unlikely. And like they would have been like, fuck that guy with mm-hmm. his little weird nipples all over his body. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, probably the hardest thing for me to believe in the movie uh, was his the way he kind of turned on T'Challa so easily. Like, oh, well, Michael B. Jordan's like. You know, American, but have you seen his pecs though? Yeah, he's got pecs on pecs on pecs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. They seemed very yeah. close. And just the way he was just kind of like, well, I guess, I mean, he killed my. What, what, I, I felt like they established that they were like good friends. Yeah. And he just like, Michael B. Jordan casually dumps him off the side of the waterfall. I was like, well, I guess I'll follow this guy now. <laughs> and that's fine. But when he returns and the laws now dictate that he is still king. And there was all that fighting that went on. Mm-hmm. It just, it felt absurd to me. Right. But, but I guess, but I guess that goes to show that Michael B bringing people down, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this every yeah. time we do a Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. ruling Wakanda now. Yeah. <laughs> so people don't think, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's a funny thing, but not now, not now. Um, but, oh. What I was going to say, you, you mentioned earlier that uh, you didn't think Michael B. Jordan's acting was that great. I thought his performance was the weakest, but he's among Titans, you know, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Lapita Nyong'o, they're, they're Oscar winners, I believe. Uh, definitely nominated many times. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the, against Titans like that. And it just seemed I, I loved what they did because they had um, the American black experience powered through Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at times it was awesome. Um, it just seemed a little bit of a stretch or maybe just a weird juxtaposition with like the pure Africa of everything else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. At times, um, I don't know what it was, but it just seemed a little weak on a couple of his lines, but I loved his character character. You know, he's from Oakland, California and he's, uh, you know, like Kendrick and shit's playing in the back whenever he's on screen <laughs> and I love it, you know, but he's also like powerful spec ops military machine and uh, I did not call that he was uh, working for Martin Freeman or like he was a CIA op at any point I definitely called that he was uh, to call his cousin mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty early on um, but you how, know. I, I this is something we kind of skipped over is how ice cold it was that he just 
shot his girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, that characterizes him pretty yeah. quick. That was kind of my biggest complaint with the movie was the whole, hey, we really need to go rescue Andy Circus from this CIA thing just so we can get to the plane and I can reveal that I'm actually Wakandan. I'm going to shoot you anyway. Well, and I think he wanted... Uh, he wanted Andy Circus to deliver he him. Wanted to the body. Get him. Yeah, he wanted. He, to he wanted to border. use him to get into the border. Gotcha. So then, why was he asking him take me to Wakanda? And then, well, I'm sure it probably would have been easier to like. That was just a cool cinematic moment before he shot him. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, and also there was also Andy Circus's buddy as well. But wouldn't the uh, stuff on the inside of his lip, the tattoo, isn't that just enough to say, "Hey, I'm Wakanda, and I'm allowed in"? I'm not sure. Because when they, at, at the beginning of the movie, when they go meet us, uh, yeah, start looking around, it's yeah. like, prove that you're Wakanda, and show, he shows the tattoo, and that's it. So well, I, well, I feel like, because he, the first person he meets is Wakabe, and I feel like if he showed the tattoo, everyone else is like very, very suspicious of him from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only reason he even got into the, the, the country was because he had claw and he ran into wakabe first Hmm. and was like see i killed this guy i did the thing you want people to do that can't that can't seem to do this and so that that was the sole way how he got like a royal audience how did he know that that dude wanted yeah i don't know he did his research on wakabe he's cia spec ops dude well he he probably knows (laughs) that dr claws (laughs) like a attack in the was it the 90s yeah or something like he's probably aware that 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 was the biggest like I guess terrorist attack that killed a lot of people in their country. So he probably is betting well, that a yeah, lot of people know aware of it. It was his dad. Pretty, well, yeah. pretty lucky yeah. that it was a tribe leader that he first people ran into. It's like, oh, you, he killed your parents. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> Check out who I got. <laughs> I don't know where I got this tarp. <laughs> oh man, right? you got rhinos back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you can ride him? Shit. <laughs> oh, man, you got rhinos? Oh, man, your cloaks make square force fields? That was so cool. It that was, was very like good. Phalanx stuff. That so was many awesome. creative things. I can't wait to rewatch it for the details of the design. Mm-hmm. I think the, the costume design it, it, it's oh, fucking it's incredible. Such a good looking movie. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Absolutely. We love it. Thank you, Black Panther, for making our night. Uh, I think that's all we got here on streaming things. Again, yeah, go see it. Go see Black Panther, which I'm sure you're going to. Uh, I believe 100% in Rotten Tomatoes from the early critic screenings. I oh, believe. Wow, that high? I wow. believe. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Again, it's streaming things, binge and nerd. Thank you so much. Email streamingthingspod at gmail.com for any feedback or things that you would like us to review. Just do it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at streamthingpod. We don't use like that it. much, but if you follow us, we might. Do that too. Follow me on Twitter, Chris at C Michael Rudd. Do it. And follow me at Inkwell Verbal. Yeah, do that's that. Andy and Steve. Steve May thirteen. Hard <laughs> to forget. And you can also see all of his work at stevemayfilms.com. That's all we've got for today. Oh, do it. Wait, no, it's not. Go to idagaf.com. I d o g a f.com to read some outdated fucking writings of ours. And you could potentially like get on the PayPal link at the top that looks shitty, but it's real. And totally contribute real. to us doing this thing. That'd Do be wonderful. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. <laughs> Bye. Bye.